was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And today is episode 32. 32. And today we're going to be talking about sorry, not sorry. We're going to be talking about Will Smith, Gary V, and the NFT situation. We're going to be talking about just a lot of stuff. Just Floyd. Of course, we're going to talk about this ridiculous fight, all that great stuff. Moose, how do you feel about this episode? Hey, it has, it's been two weeks uh, since we've gotten to uh, have like a, an episode with just you and I. So, yeah, it's, it's time to get back to the flow. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is. It is Review of the Week. So this review says, love the podcast. I love your podcast, but especially the latest episode with Jeremy Joyce. Shout out to Jeremy. I have been doing side hustles for years, but people always tell me to narrow down to one thing. I recently started with a business coach. I'm so inspired to take my business to the next level. Thanks so much for helping us. There are so many people that are working and want to build something for themselves outside of social media. Hmm. Shout out to everybody wow. who leaves us a review. You saw how I got the big one this time? You see that? Seen that. You see that? Seen that. Had to change Seen the that. format real quick. Um, so shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. We read them. We love them. Clearly, we highlight them. We do this for y'all. Um Moose, how are you feeling? How, how's everything? Man, man, I I am excellent. I am excellent. I uh wrapping up a, a phenomenal month here. So uh things have been good, man. Things have been good. Moose makes me feel hungry, but you know, that's a that's a topic <laughs> for maybe a YouTube live. But shout out to all those who are listening in the audio experience and everybody who's watching on the YouTube vibes, right? Man, uh we have so much. To talk about so much, you know, this is the crazy part when we do these little guest episodes, then we have so much to like come back and we're like, all right, we got to talk about this, 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 this. And and we only have like an hour and something. So um, expect uh, an action pack episode with this one. So we're just going to get to it. Uh, You you see it. And if you don't see it because you're listening we have the cover of DJ Khaled with Jay-Z and Nas. Sorry, not sorry. We're going to talk about it in a different way than you expected. We're not doing a music review, even though it was a different song. I'll say it was mm-hmm. a different song. Yeah, I'm not going to say it was a fire song. I'm going to say it's a different song. So, uh, Moose, first... What did you think about the song? Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of the song. You know, I think it's, okay. it's a cool song. They're definitely 
it, it's it's telling the story of their age, which I think is it's it's a good look. You know, I, I love the collab, of course, and and shout out to Khaled, man. I think Khaled is just doing some incredible work, like continuously able to bring people together to make great music and and, and kind of tell some phenomenal stories. So I think the idea is really really dope. Now the message that they're also saying, you know, like I said, you, you even from the music video itself, the way they're dressed. It's, it's showing a different side of them. Uh, you know, I don't know if someone is looking at the details as much as I am is like wondering, well, why is Jay-Z's name come first? Why is it not Nas, Khaled, and Jay-Z? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? 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 <laughs> you got to stir the pot. You got to stir the pot. Why? Why? Because, because I, if I were Nas, I would want to know why. Hey, Khaled, why didn't you put my name first? Why Jay got to go first? Jay always goes first. That's what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, he does. Absolutely. Makes more money. I'm no, just saying. But, Anyways. But, uh, no, it's it's a, it's a good, I think it's a good idea though. The album is dope. The album is dope. And I think overall the, the idea is really cool and they're giving you a different message. Like it's it's something that's telling, yo, here's how we progress now. So I, I think the beef, it's safe to say, at least from my side, I think that the beef is over for the most part from, from what I'm seeing. I think the beef was over a long time ago. Yeah, but people on... still people still held on to the idea. Like, uh, remember, remember, even there was a time when we talked about that every time mm-hmm. uh, Nas drops something, Jay comes right after. Yeah, it was like a little I, like. I mean, media is going to be media, you know. Um, even us as fans, we're going to try to keep maybe even the beef alive because it's more interesting than them getting together. You know, Um, but from from my standpoint, I think this is a great example of how you can associate the new stuff that you're doing with what people know you for. Right. Um, Everybody knows Nas and Jay-Z for rapping, but clearly in the past episodes, we've talked about Coinbase. We've talked about selling title and champagne. I, I just forward um, Moose this article that um, he may be starting a production company. Like they've grown from maybe the bars that we've known them from before, right? And the biggest thing is like when you when you grow into other things. Like, how do you associate that with your brand? How can you still make it relevant? Because it's part of you, right? And when it comes to a music standpoint, I like how they can storytell and give you, listen, I'm, I'm crypto Scarface. I'm, I'm, I made another B and this is another B, double Bs and all these, like the, the bars that they're saying now reflects on their life. Like they can't go back and say how broke they were, or what they were hustling from. Like, and I look at that from like, how do you associate that with your messaging for your brand and your business? Like, especially as a personal brand, how can you kind of dibble and dabble with getting people aware of what you're doing in the niche or the lane that people knew you for? Right. Because to sit here and expect a full blown album as frequent as we used to have of Jay-Z is probably not likely. Same with Nas, probably not likely, even though he's been very consistent lately. 
You know, I'm not going to uh, hold my breath and say that's for the next five years. My man is going to drop an album yeah. every single year. Shout out to to the people in on our YouTube channel commenting. Uh, somebody was like, yo, Nas has been dropping an album each year, like for three years straight. True. But also understanding I'm very realistic with age and accomplishments, right? Are you really expecting Nas to do this for another five years when he doesn't necessarily have to? I don't know, right? So maybe this was kind of a way of saying, hey, y'all see I'm, I'm investing here. Y'all see I'm into this crypto world. You know, this is what it's about now for me. And this is my lifestyle now. Jay-Z is like, listen, I'm I'm out here doing all these other things. It gives you a sense of I'm still here for those who've been down for me and who still want what they know me for. But I'm making you aware so you can follow me on these other ventures and journeys that I have. That's what I really got out of this song. And that's why I wanted to bring it to the podcast because I always feel like certain rappers always have a deeper meaning when they come out with music. Right. I'm excited. Uh, J Cole announced his album. It should be dropping uh, the 14th. May. What are we in May? We in May. This is May. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, May oh, so Friday, 4th. next Friday. Yeah, next Friday, depending on when you hear it. That's what I'm saying, May 14th, right? Gotcha. Uh, depending, depending when you hear it, May 14th, it drops. He put out an interlude, which is fire. But I'm interested to hear the stories on J. Cole because what has been, what, two, three years since he dropped last? Yeah, a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. And naturally, he's a phenomenal storyteller. So there's definitely going to be, you know, that, that rhythm to it. Right. So what is what is he going to make us aware of, if anything? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have any other ventures. Maybe he's not going the Jay-Z and Nas route and he just has some things to get off his chest. It's called off season. I'm interested to hear it. But back to Jay-Z and, and Nas. And of course, I mean, Khaled brings great artists together, like you said. Um, and. We can always expect that from Khaled, but to see two uh, two New York rappers who used to have a beef, who people have speculated still having beef, for them to get on one uh, one song and pretty much update us with how rich they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a good way are. to sum her up. Yeah, right. that's a good way to sum her up. I mean, one is one made uh, 200 mil on crypto, like not not crypto, but the investment of Coinbase. The other mm -hmm. one's been making, you know, a couple mil here, a couple mil here. Boom, boom. I think when we added it up, it was like six, seven hundred mil yeah. in like a week yeah. or two. That's a week or two. What do you expect happens in the whole month? Just saying. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. So shout out to Nas and Jay-Z and Khaled for this. But uh let's get into 
something uh, kind of funny. Kind of funny. Um, if y'all haven't uh, been on social media this week, uh, you may have missed this uh, amazing post that Will Smith did posing like he is a whole baddie with no shirt, some I don't know if they're boxers <laughs> or shorts. I don't. I'm. I'm just gonna say with uh, articles, little bare bare minimum article of clothing for a man, no socks, um, chin up high, saying hello. Uh, I'm fat. <laughs> He's owning that look too. He's like, hey. No. Um. So here here's the backstory, right? So he dropped the picture. Pretty much saying this is the body, not not the one that we have up right now, but it was like him in like the shirt and his belly was out. This is the body that got me through the pandemic. Right. And with this one that we have up right now, um, this one is saying I'm going to document my weight loss journey. I partnered with YouTube and, you know. I'm owning this. I'm absolutely owning this body and what I've done. And we're going to fix this, right? Clearly partnering with YouTube. So there's a bag. There's a motive on losing weight. If we can all have a motive (laughs) and a bag to lose weight, we'll be so appreciated. Oh, so appreciated. But regardless, right? Um, I think this is genius. I think this is taking transparency to a whole nother level. And I say that because we always uh, preach, yo, show your true self, right? And sometimes we mean maybe the message, maybe tell them the journey, right? (laughs) You know, show bits and pieces, my man full blown showed himself and say, look, look, I'm going to do this. But what's great about this one is that he uh, pretty much created a movement. So other celebrities, other guys did the same kind of pose and like, yo, I'm with you. What's up? Right. Now, that right there is a pure example of a brand movement, right? And I don't know if he intentionally did that. I'm going to assume because he's strategic and my man knows what he's doing when it comes to social media. Like, okay, if I do this and I say I'm going to document it, I believe that other people during this pandemic got a little bit heavier during the time, right? So instead of shaming them, instead of you know, not owning up to it. Let's all do this together, right? Not only does it benefit myself, but I can impact others. And of course, with the type of brand that I have, right, I am able to make a bag from it. The cool thing is we look at this from a structure of what can I do that can do impact and money At the same time, right? What can I create that is going to get people 
to do exactly what I'm doing and feel as if we're holding each other's hands through this and we're supporting each other through this because of your full-blown transparency, right? And some people won't be that transparent. Some people won't be that bold and being like, hello, this, this, this is me. Hello, this is, uh, I'm, I'm owning it and I've made some bad choices clearly. And who's down to do this with me? If not, I'm at least going to document it for somebody down the line to truly uh, be impacted by this and feel as if they're not alone. Brand genius all the way. I love what Will Smith, he never, he never disappoints when it comes to his posts. There's always something. There's always, he's always doing something that is documenting his life. The last big thing, of course, of documenting his life was the red table talk situation, you know, and not being, um, not hiding from it, but taking that full on with his own platform. So now from a lower standpoint, this is another thing that he's taking on and using his platform to, you know, to combat. And I think that's genius. But what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, the rollout is is genius. Like the rollout is so unique, right? Because like, I feel like the the post, the first post you spoke about, Mm-hmm. He's really like it's almost like a setup post to get people saying like, "Oh man, you are a little out of shape there, buddy." You know, like what's going on? And then while you think there's nothing to it, he immediately comes back with like almost what a, what feels or appears to be a full rollout plan, like you said, a strategic yep. partnership with YouTube to document his entire comeback journey. So he's like, "This is the worst shape of my life, and I'm kind of you know determined to get it back." So. There was another post that he put out today, kind of like day one of the workout and starting that process. Yeah. So I think it's, it's really cool. And, and when I think of Will Smith, too, I think the, the thing that some of the listeners can walk away from this just to kind of like see how it can apply to them is that there are always a few traits or characteristics or just elements to everything that he does that are always consistent. Right. There was a season of his life where he just wanted to live. So he did the bungee jumping out of the helicopter. Uh, you know, he was traveling and doing a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, but there's always the, the, the idea of having fun, exploring, uh, and just being the best you can be, right? Like, I feel like anytime you can break it down across anything he does, those are the elements that stay true to him. And I feel that that's one of the things that make it easy for him to make content or create content because he's just not saying, well, what's a creative thing that, can be done or can be created to help people to, you know, consume what I'm putting out. He's really just looking out for, okay, what are the things that I can repeat? I can kind of rinse, wash and repeat through so that I can put out for people. And I know people are going to be receptive about it. So that's, that's the part of it that I think makes this post so appealing or accepting and and approved by many. It's because even the way he captioned it, the way the, the picture itself or like, it's like this boomerang effect, you know, it has that funny, thing to it that I think it always makes him accepted. Like had he came out and tried to be, let's say, very like serious and very motivational, I mean, maybe it could have worked, but I don't know that it works as well as 
that that idea of him playing to his strengths, which is like, man, people know me for making them laugh. I'm going to, even if I got to use myself as the vessel or the example to do so, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make something out of it. So I think it's brilliant, you know, it's brilliant leveraging that other platform to make it work. It's just really dope. Yeah. And I think this is also being in like very in tune with who you are and how it goes with your brand. Like um, shout out to everybody who's taken the flight assessment. And if you haven't flightassessment.com. But him really embodying the whole, I'm a flight attendant, you know. And for those who don't really know what that means, just follow me with it. He understands that, you know what? I love to be in front of the camera, right? I love to do things as a group with people, you know. I love to be the center of attention regardless. I'm very transparent with my flaws and stuff. You know what? How can I put this within my brand, right? How can I structure it to where it now elevates my brand instead of maybe being like other celebrities and kind of hiding the flaws, only making myself look picture perfect as the type of person that I am, I'm not perfect and I'm okay with that. And I have fun saying that I'm okay with that and I'm going to show that and impact others because I know when I do this is going to help somebody. 100%. So I, I like how he's very in tune with what he can do within himself and how it affects his brand. Right. And making a bag with it. We all know if you're partnering with YouTube, just like the bungee, I think he partnered with YouTube with the bungee stuff too, right? He did, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, once again, um, YouTube, come holla at us. I mean, why not? We're on the we, platform. We we did. We're here, right? Um, we can help you document document the other documentations. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we gonna make a whole document. Yeah, right, right. I'm just saying. But shout out to Will Smith. Uh, for uh, totally embracing his uh, chubbiness, because uh, not everybody can. I sure, I sure would not do that post. I will admit, you won't do the. Nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Oh no. man. I'm, uh, I'm going to oh, admit that uh, while I was in. Cancun, I gained seven pounds, but I am not going to show you my seven the pounds. Seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to show you my seven pounds. That's not, that's not oh, happening, man. okay? If you go through the pictures, you could clearly see, oh, look at the pudgy punch. Look at the pudgy. Look at it. Oh, that's so cute. It's like a pudgy. Right? Um, you can... <laughs> You can clearly see it, but I am not going to be out here like, boom, seven pounds. And that's okay because I'm partnering with Instagram and on IGTV, I'm going to be documenting. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just going to get on this Peloton. (laughs) It's a good example of, you know what I'm saying? Like knowing what's right for your brand and what's not though. Like for you, 
the fitness stuff is not right for your brand. Like that's not anything you ever showcased. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something you do, but it just doesn't need to be shown or seen. Uh, For Will Smith, you know, we know him from whether it be seven pounds, Ali, like he was big on the fitness stuff at one point as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like it's still a good twist to it. And of course, he's throwing like a comedy spin. So I think it makes sense. So, you know, you're joking, but in reality, it's it just shows like it's it's having knowledge around what is right for my for me and my brand. What isn't? Yeah, don't expect that same post. expect that same rose but uh let's get into this next topic which i find very uh i'm torn i'm very torn okay so nike had uh let go of the kobe brand right i don't know if let go the contract expired right so uh According, this is from his wife, I believe, right? So this says, for my audio experience people, Kobe's Nike contract expired on 4-13-21. Kobe and Nike have made some of the most beautiful basketball shoes of all time, worn and adored by fans and athletes in all sports across the globe. It seems fitting that more NBA players wear my husband's product than any other signature shoe. I think that's a stab at Jordan, but I, you know, we're not going to, no, I'm going to say that. But my hope will always be to allow Kobe's fans to get and wear his products. I'll continue. Well, I will continue to fight for that. Kobe's products sell out in seconds. That says everything. I was hoping to forge a long lifelong partnership with Nike that reflects my husband's legacy. We will always do everything we can to honor Kobe's and Gigi's legacy. That will never change. So Hmm. this is, I'm actually, you start this one off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't know that um, Nike dropped their contract. I know that the Mm -hmm. contract ended and, they've been in a renegotiation for some time, even while Mm -hmm. Kobe was still around. And uh, what I read was Kobe had shared or was open about some of his frustration with the deal with Nike. So when it came around to, you know, the the time to renew or close out, I guess, you know, his wife, Vanessa, just decided to say, no, we're not doing it. So... Right where you stopped reading, for sure, there's definitely something happening there that we're not sure what she's implying. Is she saying that there are more players in the league or professional athletes who want access to Kobe gear, but Nike isn't signing off on it? Is she saying that other athletes are getting a bigger push or more attention more than Kobe, although Kobe's gear sells out in seconds? We're not sure what she's implying, but... You know, definitely playing chess, not checkers here, because it seems that she brought it out with like a, you know, like a peaceful way. Let me not burn any bridges, but then jumped on the other side of it and then started making some moves to produce her own gear. So that that was a super boss move that I did not expect or think would come out. Right. But instead of going to the competitor, because it's common to say, oh, Nike cutting up. All right. Let me go to Adidas. Oh, uh, Nike and Adidas don't want to work. Let me go to Under Armour. 
And, right. and, and if you remember, we talked about even in one of our episodes with Kobe that he was with Adidas in the beginning. Yeah. So he, he left Adidas to go to Nike. So that could have been an easy move, but apparently she's thinking way different. And on that big ownership type energy, it's like, okay, let me go ahead and just mass produce my whole thing, which I think is going to be very, very interesting to see how it plays out. So I know we have some more screenshots to show here in a second. I'll let you kind of give your piece on it. But that just shows like the, the, the path of where she's headed, which is, which is, uh, which is incredible. Yeah, I think um, b- before I show some more evidence on it, but I think this is understanding the power of your brand, right? And sh- shout out to Vanessa Bryant because I didn't know she was such in a boss position like that. Seriously. But I think, of course, you got to step up when the two most important people in your lives are no longer with you. Right. And now it's a matter of this has to live on for the legacy to live on. Right. So I like how she already understands the value. Like it sells out it. um, People have been asking and you haven't been putting it out. Right. Just even basic things that, even if you don't know too much business side, you could clearly see that. Clearly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, reports have it that a little bit after the conversation of the Nike contract expiring, then you see all these trademarks um, from baby mambas to like lady mama, mamba. Uh, the Kobe Bryant trademark. I mean, a whole guap of trademarks are being done. And it has been said that there is going to be like a release of its own personal brand. Mm. Right. And I think that's very smart. I think once you understand the power and unfortunately, death does increase that power of demand for for especially with Kobe's status, yeah. right? So of course people are going to want it. Now, what's interesting is that when we remember, um, and I always find a way to bring him in this, and I don't know why. I need to get this checked out. But when we remember when Kanye left Nike, see, I don't know why I always bring Kanye up, right? But when Kanye left Nike. He also said, yo, I wanted my sneakers to be out there more. And it wasn't. And they kept making it super limited. And I I wasn't having it and I left. Right. Paraphrasing clearly. But that was one of the reasons why Kanye left. And so if if she is saying, hey. It's clear that my my husband's product is selling out, but you continue to only like drop somewhere here and there, especially after his his death. And there's hardly anything like I remember it was Nike took off all the the sneakers out right Mm -hmm. after he died. So it didn't seem like they were capitalizing on their death, which I think was a good move. 
But then when they started releasing it again, it was almost impossible. And for uh, as a fan, even the jersey, they came out with this super dope black yeah. mamba black. jersey that I was like, yo, I, I need to get that. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get it at all. I'm like, man, um, it shouldn't be this hard to get product from somebody we're just trying to remember. And even in, I like, I even like the shot she did with, you know, some of these basketball players shouldn't be wearing, you know, other signature shoes. And that's cool. So you would have to think about it. Maybe a LeBron shoes um, and and the Jordan shoes. But I, I do agree with that. Yo, give that option, especially for the Lakers. I mean, like, especially for those people who were under Kobe. It would only make sense. So maybe with this move of... We'll take over. If you're not going to do it, we'll take over. Because, and if I'm wrong for saying this, pardon me, but I don't think they're hurting for money. So to create something of their own, right, to create the the legacy and, and full ownership of it, whether it's, you know, more products, more, you know, sneakers and things like that, just really fully taking ownership of the estate, I think is a smart move. And I think they'll have enough people to back them on that. I, I remember when uh, they wanted to turn the NBA logo into Kobe. Yeah. So there is power in just that name. And if uh, the wife continues to move in the way she does, right, she is going to do right by the legacy and by his name and make sure that players, regardless if it's the now or the future, will continue to understand and know who Kobe Bryant is and continue to rep. And when you understand your power and your influence, this is where sometimes being on certain platforms or collaborating with certain brands doesn't necessarily make sense anymore. Right. And for her, it just didn't make any kind of sense. It's like, yo, if you're not going to be able to produce the way we want to let us do it, because I already understand just by the name it sells out. So what do you think if we was to release it over here? What do you think the name will continue to do? It will continue to sell. So you always have to have a measure of the influence that you have within your industry. And if the partnership doesn't make sense anymore, it is okay, even though maybe you had uh, hopes of a long-term kind of vibe, right? If it doesn't make sense anymore, it is okay to fall back. It is okay to say, yo, it was cool while it lasted. You showed us the model. Sometimes some partnerships are there to show you the way, to show exactly how, you know, how they do it 
and you can see the gaps. So when it's time for you to take ownership of it, you're going to do it a little bit different. You gave me the foundation. Absolutely. Thank you for that. But at the same time, you you didn't do these these things. So now I know to look for people who could allow mass production of this, who can allow um, it to be in the right hands of people and available for this uh, group of people. And even um, there was a article that was saying they even semi were frustrated that it wasn't available for kids. Right. Shout out to all the uh, kid size wearing uh, people, a.k.a. myself. (laughs) (laughs) Size five and a half in kids. If anybody wants to send any kind of sneakers, five and a half. um, It's a cheaper, you know, Moose has bigger feet. I have smaller feet. So his is like 200. Mine's is like 140. I'm just saying. I was trying to put my foot on the screen. It's, It's a long way up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm even though there's a really funny story how maybe his shoe size is a little bit smaller than what it's Yo, supposed to be. I'm not remember that. I, of can't course, remember that. Yeah. No, no, I remember it, especially if it has to deal with sneakers. Of course, I remember, but uh, it still doesn't get into the cat. If he was a seven, he would be there. You would be in the kids <laughs> section if you were a seven. Um, but out, yeah. no, 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 no. But I, I mean, in in totality, I just think what she is doing, even though some people be like, no, you're leaving Nike. It's like it doesn't make sense anymore. However, right. I'm hoping that there is a system and a machine in place to make sure that lives on because we clearly know Nike is a machine. Oh, for proven sure. for years, right? But will there be any basketball player, athlete, whatever, that can possibly beat the Jordan brand? That is my mm. question. Because LeBron is up there now, okay? LeBron's up so there. Be- yeah. LeBron is very up there, but is still not going to beat the Jordan brand. Yeah, I think I think where most athletes are failing when it comes to that concept is that Jordan, at least at the time, their designs really matched streetwear. Yeah. Athletes today are creating basketball shoes. So no matter what you do, I don't know that, you know, like somebody who grew up maybe loving the game of basketball and can no longer play is going to be like, yeah, I want some Jays. Right. You know, because they can match with, you know, just dress down, whatever. But today, like the, the, the LeBrons, the Kyries, the KDs, all of these different shoes, they're all just basketball shoes. Like mm-hmm. none have been in that. Like the, we see with so many other sneakers, the ones, the fours, the elevens, they're kind of more streetwear right now than they are actually basketball shoes, which I think for many of the other ones, it's the other way around. So it's not it's not really clicking like that. I'm just saying, I, I can't be, she's probably looking at that like, we'll never get past the Jordan brand and we deserve mm-hmm. to be number one in our category, right? Yeah, it's a boss move though. To your point, like for her to like 
have the shout out to her, man, because she's already put out. I don't know if you saw online. She re- she already put out something. The hood, yeah, the hoodies, and I think there were a couple of players who who bought them for their entire team. I think Kyrie and even uh, the Lakers had them on too. So she's moving quick with it. She's doing a lot of things behind the scenes. I'm like, man, that's very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. I think she's going to be definitely someone who is like, uh, you know, a, a woman in a position of power that I think is going to open doors for many uh, at some point down the line. So it'll be really cool to see. Uh, Vanessa Bryan, if you ever watch this or anybody in the Bryan team, we could possibly help you out with your brand and your business. 100%. Don't worry about it. Just come holler at us. We'll make sure on this platform it will be highlighted. Yummy. Yeah. Yummy. Go get the go get the hoodies. You know, uh, E wanted a whole bunch of hoodies and we were going to support. And I think that's still the plan. So uh, Vanessa Bryant, come holler at us. Yummy. Come holler at us. But uh, let's talk some NFT talk. Um, I'm really excited about... Y'all know I get very excited about this whole NFT thing. Um, And I know for most of our listeners and our viewers, they maybe not still get it just because it's like, yo, I'm not an artist. I'm not, you know, I, I don't draw. I don't do these graphics. I don't do... I don't see how this can even benefit my brand or benefit my business in any kind of way. And then Gary V came along with his NFT drop. And we're going to talk about it because just listen or watch. Friends is an ambitious NFT project around characters that have traits that I believe in so, so much that I want people to aspire to. They also happen to be a token to a conference that I'm gonna put on every single year called VCon, V Conference, a multi-day event that is gonna rival some of the greatest conferences in the world around entrepreneurship, marketing, ideas, creativity, competition, meeting new friends, it's a community. It will be my great honor to create an ecosystem around the access tokens that are a huge part of this project. Hangout time, group stuff, bowling, tennis, bubble hockey, video games, dinners, brunches, and then remind me what, 555 gift codes. Correct. So, let's get into this. Um, I'm gonna start this one off because I'm very excited about this. Reason why I'm very excited about this is because this literally shows you that you can literally draw a dot and that could sell. Okay. My man drew not anything uh, worth putting up my wall. Nothing. Not putting up no dog, angel, any of the things that he drew. Right. So he pretty much killed the whole you have to be an artist, even though maybe behind in, in the back of his mind, he thinks he's a great doodler. I'm cool with that, whatever it is. But he's literally showing people it's not necessarily about the art part. It's about what you can do with the NFTs. He is literally saying, hey, with each one of these tokens, because they're considered tokens, you're going to have access for three years, Right. And maybe I'm selling this, but I'm excited about it because you have access for three years to this to this event. Right. So 
not only you have admission to a possibly dope event, maybe it'll suck, maybe it won't, I don't know, right? But then you have more access to him depending on which one you pick, right? You can get one-on-ones, you can get groups, you can get something mailed to you. So it's more of when you create these NFTs, what are you pairing it with, right? Are you in making what you're pairing it with what people want than necessarily the actual art or content, right? And I think that right there is what people are going to start to see and implement when it comes to these NFTs. And everything is about ownership, right? So it's clear as day is when you buy this, we could clearly see who bought it and who needs to get access because some people are still like, yo, I could screenshot that. I can, you know, I could get a copy of it and it's the same thing. Well, now the way he built it is like, mm, yeah, you'll have this different looking drawing, but you won't have access to the event. You won't have access to this virtual group. You won't have access to this mentorship, which is for anybody who is in the educational kind of branding, like consultants and speakers and, you know, coaches and things like that, right? He literally did one. It's like a one of one where you still have to apply because it it's, uh, I believe, maybe a month or, or so. It's a mentoring program with just him and his team. And you have to apply to it before you can even buy it. Hmm. So... Now that that takes me in thinking and and shout out to Kurt that I'm thinking of different things like, yo, you can drop courses, you could drop ebooks, you could drop exclusive mentorship programs. It's not necessarily about the art. It is about the access it provides for your community and for your audience. So I'm. I like how he did that and from an educational standpoint as well, how he is letting people know, and this is another important part, when there's a learning curve, when there's something new, how are you educating your audience on how to uh, cop that, how to buy it, right? So with NFTs, of course, it is in the blockchain in which you have to buy crypto. Right. And mainly on the the Ethereum coin. Right. So he in between time of dropping this project, he is educating his audience on here. You have to go buy a you have to access a crypto wallet. Right. So download this. Put this on your browser or your phone. Right. Take Apple Pay and buy some Ethereum, right? And this is going to allow you to get access to these V friends. And if you do not have Ethereum in your MetaMask wallet, then you cannot have access to anything that I'm dropping. So let me continue to educate it. Let me put you in a community. He put it on Discord, which is pretty cool. And I want to learn more about that, right? I want to learn more about Discord. But he put it, everybody in a Discord, 
and did frequently asked questions, videos, continue to like pour into those who are trying to learn it and prepping the people to buy. Some people, whether it's a product or a service, just drop it and not really educate people at all. So how he's showing this is like a true blueprint of not only from an NFT kind of world, but also how to release something in general. Are you allowing people to understand what exactly you're dropping and when it's coming out and how to purchase it and when to purchase it and things like that? Now, my question Because he did not drop on the time that he said. For those who follow Gary Vee or who is interested in this project, he was supposed to drop 5-5, right? And it didn't due to technical issues or whatever and still hasn't to from the time that we're recording this, right? Now, I look at that in two ways. I look at that as uh, you bit too much. What is that saying? The bit too much, then you can chew some type of stuff. Bit more than Whatever. you can chew, yeah. That one, that right there. Um, you did too much. You created your own platform. You added too many things at the same time. Instead right. of doing the little small things, what people have been doing in small releases, he's releasing over 10,000 access tokens, right? On a whole brand new platform. You did too much, possibly. Or, or you are now delaying it and getting people more notified. Like, yo, he didn't drop? What's happening? Now all eyes are on the project because you said you were going to drop and you didn't. So now we're interested in when are you actually going to drop and how it actually goes. So now you're bringing extra eyes into it. So there's two things. Cause I mean, my man did a whole press release. He went on multi CNBC, all these different news and media really? situations, podcasts, all that stuff. He did a lot and didn't drop on time. And still there's no, uh, release time. So I'm like, is there, is that intentional? Right. Because I wouldn't be mad if it's intentional because at the end of the day, he is a marketing genius. I'm not going to say he's not right. I may not agree and fully follow the content as as I used to. But I find this very interesting because just the whole project and the release, because it just breaks down different barriers that anybody can really join into this NFT community and not feel the pressure of having something super visual in play. Do you, do you think, do, I want to actually ask you a question and that's what I was thinking about <clears throat> this whole time is, do you think it waters down the artistry? Like it's, it's something for the artist to, you know, finally be compensated for their work, to be able to continue to make commission off of, you know, great work that they've produced as opposed to what's traditionally happening now. Like that's, that's why I was excited. I know we spoke about it very early when it started to 
kind of hit the market and we're like, man, that's so dope. It's going to create like an equal space and people are going to finally be compensated for their work. So just in short, do you think him making this move waters down the industry because now it opens up scraps of paper to be put out on the space instead of having, you know, someone like Beebles who, you know, put out stuff for a decade every single day before he cashed in his big check? So, no, I don't. The reason why I say that is because the art world is just a part of the NFT situation. It is not it as a whole, right? So the art world took the most of it because that's all we saw, right? But that doesn't mean that the NFT world is only of digital art. We're seeing um, just like how he he did, but other people also doing it as well, just maybe not on that wave. Um, events, giving creating an NFT that gives you access to an event. Uh, shout out to Lupe Fiasco. Um, did I say that right? I don't know. I you think did. I did. You did. Shout, That's it. Shout out yeah. to Lupe. I always question if I say that right. But shout out to Lupe because he did an NFT drop that then gave access to a virtual concert, right? That was done in Dame Studios. And mm. so people are getting with that. Our music is starting to really go into that whole NFT world as well, like we've reported before, as yeah. far as you know, unreleased tracks or newly mixed tracks that if you get this NFT, you'll have access to it. And then I think it was King Leon that was like, if you buy this album that is going to be on iTunes, but if you buy it as an NFT, you will forever have front row tickets. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? So yes, from what we've been introduced from the NFT world is the art because visually it's, it's stunning, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it it's the end all be all. And it was only meant for artists. So I think that world is still going to kill it because there are platforms that is only dedicated to digital art in the NFT world. So it wouldn't even matter what else goes on to that because the ones that are going to get highlighted is going to be the digital art. Now, as other people find out different ways, because literally with it being on the blockchain, there's a ledger that says you own this, you have this, right? Um, that's going to open up the minds for other brands and, you know, other influencers to be like, how can we take this into our own hands. I believe uh, eBay was thinking about jumping in the game when it comes to the auctions, right? Mm -hmm. um, UFC was talking about jumping into the NFT world. We've already reported that multiple athletes have jumped into the NFT world. So the, I don't think it's, watering it down i think it was just the beginning of something that is going to be very dope since this world is turning into more of a digital vibe hmm. yeah it's interesting because I, I 
I think back to when he first spoke on it. I think there was an interview that you shared uh, early on where he was just kind of talking about, you know, I'm I'm really not trying to uh, create any waves in the space right now. I'm going to kind of step aside and let the artists do their thing. Yeah. And I guess it's only a matter of time. Maybe that timeline is different for everybody, but that's just the, the thing that came to mind first. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to shape the industry a little bit differently now that people are really going in there with business incentives or business approach, as opposed to continuing to let, you know, the artists benefit as much as possible, at least for, you know, a certain amount of time before it's fully turns over. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. So I know there's one group of it. If you've thought about it, that's one thing that comes to mind. The other side of it too, of course, you can always see the light in everything, which is like, well, he just took something that's extremely complex and simplified it at least for the thing that gets you through the door, which is the actual Super art itself. Simplify. Yeah, Super. he's just like, here you go. Here's my artwork. Here's my submission. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because he's, he's really... And, and one of the things that we've noticed, you know, with, with a Gary Vee is that he always goes all in. He's not mm-hmm. someone who's going to be like, ah, let me see if maybe, like, he goes all in. And this is a commitment. So you, you see him, if he's saying he'll have access for three years... I think for a consumer, if you're considering investing into something like this, that should give you the safety of knowing, okay, this is at least going to be around for a minute. Like, it's not just going to be a one-time thing. This is a three-year event. So, like, I can really gain a lot of benefits from this. So, I think that's a smart move, you know, for anyone who's uh, putting together offers. We've talked about buying behavior a lot and tied it back to the flight assessment. Just from what we've learned about people and how they buy and make decisions, there are some people who want safety and security. So when you give somebody that, you know, that length of time, it's something that we've done with our programs too. We've extended it from being a one or two day event to up to 90 days access to say, hey, don't worry about having to get it or rush and learn everything in just a matter of time when you have all this you know, this amount of months with us to learn it. So I think it's a good move. I definitely think it makes sense. That yeah, part and, of it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, um, it adds value because let's say you go to this conference, that thing still has value for the next two years. So let's yeah, say resale. you didn't even mm-hmm. like the conference, but yeah. you know that's not available anywhere else. Like, mm. once the tokens are gone, they're gone. So you are one of the people that has this particular token that will give access for at least another two years. Right. So that has to be worth right. something to somebody. So I think that was very smart. And I think a lot of people are going to look at that and be like, okay, cool. Like even uh, I was on Instagram live and I was talking like, yo, Nikki and Moose are going to do an NFT. And if you have it, then you can be a guest on the show mm, right nice it's just like different ideas like it's really going to happen people so just just wait on it help me help me but um that that's just some of the different ideas that not only from you know a status of Gary V but podcast podcasters can get into speakers can get into consultants can get into where it's like you have this and then you could get on my platform. Then you yeah. can do this. Then you could do that. So I think it's I think it's pretty dope. Um, yeah. I know I'm going to buy one because I'm more of the person that if I am speaking about it, I need to be all in on it to see in totality if this was a 
a, a win or a flop. Mm. That's my whole thing. Like I can't, I, like I can't be excited about it. And then, yo, did you right. get it? Nah. What? What are you talking about? Why don't you? Why don't you get it? Like I bought, I bought uh, two NFTs already. So I'm not just reporting this to just be like, oh, she she just looks and reads it. No, 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 no. I'm in there. We in out the here. space. Yeah, we are here. I mean, um, but uh, putting that out there, uh, any NFT platform that uh, is watching or that you know of, uh, come holler at us. I'm really serious about dropping some for some really important people. But that's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? That's neither here nor there. So, um, last topic. And um, I don't know how... I still don't know fully how I feel about this particular fight. But uh, if you are watching, but for my audio people, Mayweather and one of the Paul people are fighting <laughs> June 6th. <laughs> one of the Pauls. One of the Paul peoples, right, uh, is fighting June 6th, uh, Showtime pay-per-view. All for bragging rights. This is not an actual boxing match. This is, uh, what do they call those? An exhibition kind of vibes. Um, and I'm, I'm torn. You know, mm. I'm torn. The reason why I'm torn is because I am a boxing fan, right? But I am a person who understands strategic moves and business moves, right? Very, like, I understand it. So I had to hear from him. And shout out to uh, Gilliam Wallow, who had an amazing interview with him recently. Um, and still going plan on getting Wallow on, the epi- on one of these episodes. So uh, go tag him when you see this, right? But they asked, I don't know if they asked him or just Mayweather kind of gave this free willy, but um, here's what he had to say about this particular situation. No money is worth my health. No amount of money, but I'm still a, I'm, I'm still a smart businessman. Now we talk about a Logan Paul, a YouTuber for a hundred mil. Give me that. I'd rather had a currency than a legacy because my legacy is already engraved in stone. Right. You know, a lot of times they say, oh, Mayweather, he's doing exhibitions. It, 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 like, it's bad for boxing. It ain't bad for your pockets. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I look at my children, I look at my grandson, I look at my mother, I look at my father. My mother's a millionaire. My dad's a millionaire. My children are millionaires. My little grandson, he's a multi-millionaire. He don't even know it. So I don't, I don't want for nothing. Most start this off. So it's um it's a, it's smart. I mean, I, I I definitely get what he's doing. He um he's genius because let me tell you why. He's able to really put his ego aside mm-hmm. and do what's in the best interest of himself and his family. You yeah. know, I think many people, I don't know that I would be able to do it, or at least do that, right? Because I think as an athlete, when you have a love for a sport, and I'm sure you can relate because, like you said, you 
you like, you really do have a love for boxing. If you were in that position and that's what you built on, you would either continue to do it what is quote unquote the right way or no longer do it at all, right? To protect the record. So I think he's extremely intelligent because he's saying, no, why, why would I mess up something that to society standards is perfect, 50 and 0, whatever it is, right? Why well, mess that up? But I still have an opportunity to expand from a business standpoint. So he's able to put his ego aside, not necessarily care what others are going to say or think, and then like go out there. And if that earning potential is accurate, $100 million, I mean, that is obviously life-changing money that he's been able to reproduce multiple times. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of it, the opponent and who, uh, you know, who's getting an opportunity to do this, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not someone who's really followed any of the polls for an extensive amount of time to really say much on it. But what I will say is th- this part of it is strategic. Anytime a brand goes after young talent, it prolongs the lifeline of the brand, mm-hmm. right? So if you are a talent that is, let's say, Floyd's age, and you are going after or working with or fighting one of the Pauls who are dominating the millennial space right now, and that's just, that's just the truth when you look at the numbers, they are absolutely dominating that space, have a lot of eyes and attention on them, then you have an opportunity to introduce yourself to a generation that may have not necessarily been on the Floyd Mayweather bandwagon. So what does that do for yourself, your businesses, and even your children if you're looking at it that way? It prolongs the lifeline of your businesses and your brands. So that's the part of it that I'm like, okay, while I may not necessarily know much about the opponent, I can see some strategy tied behind, okay, let's select this person for that reason. It's not so much, you know, just purely off of, you know, wins and losses or can this person give me a good fight or will this be a good show for the fans? I really think that they're looking at it from that standpoint. And at the end of the day, I also think that both of them are very brilliant marketers, Right. Mm -hmm. Like the Pauls are very good at, you know, marketing online. Obviously, they've killed the YouTube space for a very long time and have bounced back from some craziness. And then Floyd has done it in a more traditional sense. So I think it's like, man, these are two people who really know how to make money in slightly different ways, but now coming together to see what happens as a result of it. So maybe uh, some some of the truer boxing fans may not necessarily love it because they're looking at the opponent and they're like, okay, who is this cat? Like, he's not really uh, a true, true boxer. Like, he's not, a you know, a, a, a Pacquiao or somebody that is like, oh, wow, like, okay, this is going to be a great fight. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's um, from a strategy and, and business move, yeah, I think it's spot on. Um, hmm. I, I'm telling you, I'm torn about this one. So for, for me, I'm looking at it like, okay, so boxing is a one-person sport. So it's not even necessarily thinking about others already. So to sit here and hope that Floyd Mayweather is a purist and would care about the sport when in all actuality you are in a sport that only makes you think about yourself already. I can't, I can't necessarily knock it right at the end of the day, 
you think about yourself, you think about those who uh, matter, right? And that's that should be the only thing that matters to you if you came from that kind of vibe. Now, what's funny, when I watched the episode, he was like, there are people who, you know, do, I don't know, golf or boxing or whatever, and no one questions them that they are in hurt of money. But if I was to do an exhibition fight, then people think I'm hurt of money. I'm actually not. I have like nine skyscrapers and multiple businesses. I'm good, right? The thing that, and we might have to break this down in another time, and we actually did talk about it on the very first episode of this podcast. Shout out to everybody who's listened to episode one. And in the random preview, uh, in the after show that we are creating, um, I'm going to give a funny story about that whole first episode because that was that. a, yeah, that was a very interesting episode. Um, but in that first episode, it did refer to how he, he loves to help the other people in his team to create businesses. He loves, it's not necessarily about the money anymore. It's about the opportunity to get other people to create money. So when I look at this move and if I am taking it as face value of you don't necessarily need the money, then there is some project, there is something that you are getting other people in position for, I can't knock that, right? It could possibly be an easy bag. Possibly be, right? Now, the boxing side of me is like there have been people who have been fighting all their lives for the opportunity for Floyd Mayweather, right? And that's their bragging rights. And you're literally mocking it for a YouTuber, when there's people who've literally called you out and you don't find it, um, you know, worth even looking at. And so that's where I'm like, mm, I get it. But of course, we see um, boxers like a Muhammad Ali and how he ended up when he fought a little bit, maybe too Longer than he should have, right? Floyd Mayweather finished his professional boxing career and is now strategically picking out fighters he knows he could beat with no problem, none whatsoever. I can't knock that. I can't. You're staying within your lane. You're a boxer. You're still doing the boxing thing. You not only have a promotion company. You not only are growing the future of boxers, right? You're not only having uh, different businesses that puts the team that had got you to the place that you are in better situations. And you're not only having your family, you know, taken care of 
like he said, like my mom, my dad, my kids, my grandkid, all that great stuff, right? He's still staying within his lane of what people know him for, which is boxing, right? And, but he's doing it from, I'm not going to necessarily get hurt. But it's a chance because maybe these Paul boys may really could fight. You know, I can't necessarily say yes or no because of the opponents that they have, I mean, are trash. Right. So they're not on the people that they face are not on a true boxing caliber to fully take you serious. You're now going against one of the smartest fighters that we've known who literally picked their opponents in a very strategic vibe and has the defense like nobody else in the world. That's real. That's real. So, but, and is also once again, a marketing genius because for those, and and I don't have it up because I don't, want to confuse the audio listeners, they had a uh, press release and the Paul brother, whatever, took his hat, right? And it was a whole physical altercation, right? And I'm not going to sit here and say that was on purpose or not, right? We've known Floyd to talk a lot of mess and create a lot of chaos in these different press releases and the build up to the show or the fight because he knows that's going to sell. Mm-hmm. So to sit here and say that wasn't planned, you know, it could, it couldn't have whatever. Right. But we, I could already expect this is going to be a very annoying, entertaining fight Hmm. that is going to make both of them a lot of money. I, from a boxing fan, is not a fan of it, but from a a Floyd fan and the amount of annoyance that I have for the Logan brothers, right? Or Paul brothers, whatever that, I don't even, you know me, when I don't like somebody, I don't even say their name. Um, For those people and how you've literally made a mockery of boxing, I hope Floyd does knock him out. Even though Floyd is not a knockout artist, I do hope he wins so that era could be done. Hmm. At least from one half. We, of course, have the other brother to worry about. <laughs> so, yeah. because then he'll probably be a revenge type thing. Like, uh, uh, I could see this being like in the back end. I could clearly see to see a two fight, one for each brother, and it be <laughs> a certain amount of back. It's it's, it's hope, a smart business I hope not move. Not the one for each one. Yeah, yeah, it's a smart business move. I can't knock it, right? Um, but I hope this funniness for boxing is will come to an end because now they're talking about like Ocho Cinco and Mark and Matt Barnes doing oh, yeah, a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And 
clearly there's been celebrity boxing happening forever, right? There, there has been, but it's on a fun type thing. It has never been on the caliber that it is right now. Yeah. And taken to a very serious, like YouTubers saying that they're actually boxers. Well then get the pro license and go ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah go I've ahead. never, I've never seen them before, to be honest with you. Like I've never heard of them until now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, celebrities fighting. I, I know they do golf outlet, you know, what I'm saying? They, they do yeah, golf yeah. Uh, tournaments. I know that, you yeah. know, but the, the actual boxing and fighting stuff that I've ne- I know the, the all-star, the basketball game, the all-star game, whatever that is, some softball stuff. But I, yeah, I think it's going to come down to two things, man. If you're someone who enjoys, again, the artistry of boxing, you're going to hate this. You're going to be like, this is terrible. Like, how do I know that Floyd is even going to prepare for this the way he did? at least the way we're used to seeing him train multiple times a day on Showtime and, you know, leading up to it. How do I know that he's going to take it that serious? Mm-hmm. And then the other, the other side of it, if you're just in it for entertainment, just because you're like, oh, let, let's just see what happens. You know, I think you, maybe you will enjoy it. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what will come about from it. But hopefully, what I will hope, though, is that because it's such a sacred sport, and like you said, it's a, it's a sport where a lot of people – make a lot of sacrifice right there's a lot of people who come from different parts of the world for this for this opportunity i would hope that people who don't need the money water down the sport through their craziness i would hope that they don't do that i just want to be clear Mm -hmm. that i hope that they wouldn't water down the sport because of their craziness when they don't even need the money and then because there was a time where boxing was kind of like it was just out in the gray like nobody was really paying attention to boxing like that Mm -hmm. i mean after the the heavyweight Fighters like, you know, like Tyson left, Lennox Lewis left. And then there was a time where it was just kind of like no one really paid attention to boxing. So, yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, that doesn't happen to it. Are, are you going to watch it? Are you going to oh, yeah, tune gonna in? Watch it. Yeah, no, gonna no, watch no, I'm going to watch it. Um, it's very rare that I miss a Floyd fight. Mm. So I'm going to watch it. Um. Now, the question of if I'm going to pay for it is a different mm. <laughs> Fair, fair. Are you keeping it real? I like it. She's being I'm honest. Just, I'm just being very honest. It's, it, that, that is a serious question we have to, to answer. Um, so, Are you going to contribute to Floyd's pockets or not? That's what, that's what it comes yeah, down like, to. But <laughs> like I said, in all honesty, um, if you can get a hundred mil uh bag. That's no joke. That that's something, you know, that's gotta to consider. Stand for yeah, yeah, I mean that's, that, stand that's for that is um definitely and also it shows maybe even for like boxers who do reach that age of retirement, like you too can st- still do something um, mm-hmm. and make a bag for what you love. Because yeah. like, even with what would, why would this be different than the big three? You know how uh, yeah, yeah. Ice Cube has that, that, and that lead for basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how is that somewhat different? I don't know if it is. I just think maybe, because of the person of of this is where it's getting a little 
For mm. sure. It's, it's like you know. saying Jordan went to play in the big three. It's like, okay, hold up a second. You know, that that would create a different a different energy to it. So, no, nah, I yeah. see it. I see it. I'm sure I think more things will unfold as we get closer. We're less than a, a month away or whatnot. So, I'm excited. see what else happens. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Um, if there's a way, you know what? If there's a way to see it in person, I would. I'm not even going to lie. I always cool. wanted, yeah, I always have wanted to go. been to a boxing match. Well, I've been to a boxing match, but I've never been, I've been to a boxing match, even in Madison Square Garden with Coda. Oh, wow. So mm. I've been there, but I always want to go to a Floyd one and they're so expensive. Yeah. So if there is a way, well, I'm kind of implying that I, my money kind of raised up, but. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, I am a little, yeah, you know, um, no flex. But if there is a way to go see that in person, I would honestly love to see that in person. Are they allowing? I mean, are they allowing? Where is it? Where is it being hosted? It's in Miami, so you know they're super Uh, COVID free. Not really, like (laughs) you know, Florida has not cared for a while. I saw um, the baby did a huge concert. In Orlando, and it looked like the pandemic never happened. Wow! Like it looked like, like two miles out wow. of people. Same thing. It was just yeah. Look into so, it. Uh, Look into it. That'll be cool. I am. I'm, uh, I am. I'm gonna be in Florida that weekend. So, just saying. <laughs> Let's go, Florida. Let's go. Let's go. We may be going to the Mayweather. Fight. It may be. It may be a uh, whole vibe. I'm yeah, with it. You never um, know. So, wait, no. See, now you made me think because I have to go. We'll talk about this offline because now. <laughs> anyway, moments. Squirrel right, moments. Right, right, right. Here we go. Squirrel. All right. So, uh, shout out to everybody who's listening and watching this Tuesdays. 8 p.m. Is it 8 p.m.? And now I don't even know. 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, three hours back for West Coast. (laughs) Uh, YouTube Live, we're always on there. And um, of course, follow us on Nikki and Moose. But for all our Apple podcast people, please stay tuned. We have something super, super, super dope coming in next month for you guys. Like I said, I kind of hinted it with the after show thing. We are working on something really dope for all my non-Apple something people. Don't worry about it. We're working on something for you guys, too. But our Apple people, uh, because we got stocks in it. (laughs) Y'all going to get y'all going to get some special. So grab you an iPad, get you an old iPhone. Get use your your iMac or your MacBook. You'll thank me later. I'm just saying yeah. you will thank yeah. me later. Um, but Moose, final words. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really inspired by Vanessa Bryan and and what she's doing there, and I think the courage to up and leave any situation where you feel like you're not being accepted, celebrated, or given an opportunity to fully shine and and showcase your potential. 
I think that's that's an encouraging thing. So I, I'm I'm gonna give that or use that as our final words for this week, man. Like really take that into account and just don't be afraid to leave. You know, go to somewhere or or go somewhere else if where you're currently standing isn't cele- celebrating you for your full potential.